Hey, Pond family, welcome back to another episode of the Pond Leaders Podcast. And this is a really cool episode. I have my friend Jamie J, who's the founder of Bottleneck Virtual Assistants. And we really go into depth about how you can hire a virtual assistant to take some of the aspects of your business and delegate them to somebody else for not too much money. And what happens is basically we open up to not having to do the marketing, not having to do the accounting, and being able to focus on the business at hand, which is pawnbroking and bringing in those clients. So listen to the episode, appreciate you, and check it out. Hey everyone, my name is Igala Dado, and this is the Pawn Leaders Podcast, a podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life, all while working at the pawn shop. Uh, hey, Pond Leaders, welcome back to season two of the Pond Leaders podcast. And today I'm excited to have Jamie J with me, who's not just a friend of mine. I consider you a friend, Jamie. You were one of the first people who had me on their podcasts. So I appreciate that. Um, Jamie's got an incredible podcast called Stop Riding the Pine. And uh, he opened the doors for me to be able to feel comfortable and confident in front of a microphone. So thanks for that, bro. Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome, man. Heck yeah. Didn't need any too much pushing, man. You're natural. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So guys, Jamie's the founder of bottleneck virtual assistants. And what they do is they identify, hire and cultivate team members through an efficient and systematic approach. And this awards ambitious leaders, the opportunity and time for personal growth and professional growth. Since leaving the U S army as a former paratrooper. And I didn't know about this in the 82nd airborne division, he began working in corporate America and he worked for a couple of different fortune 500 companies, over the next 12 years. And over those 12 years, he learned a lot about business and working with others, but he never quite felt like he found his calling. And after overcoming some tragedy multiple times, Jamie shaped himself into the kind of person who continues to pursue his dreams of both self and creative discovery. And Jamie enjoys coaching people, dreaming of a fantastic future, connecting amazing people and creating some outstanding companies like Bottleneck Virtual Assistants. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. This is truly an honor. Now, you know, it's my pleasure having you on. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about season two and I'm thinking what resources can, can I bring to the Palm Leaders podcast? And you were one of the first person, you know, people to jump into my mind uh, in the virtual assistants. You know, virtual assistants do so much for business owners and allow them to be their best at what they do that I think this is just a great connection to bring you on to the show. So let's talk about bottleneck. Let's jump right into it. Then we'll talk about, you know, how you got into it. So I know you from Stop Writing the Pioneer podcast. Mm -hmm. I know you from doing like branding and marketing, which is what you were doing. And I'm sure you're still doing that. And then you started bottleneck virtual assistants. What got you into this business? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you have to go all the way back to 2006. Um, 2006 is when I left corporate America and I went out on my own with a partner and we, uh, founded an advertising agency, a marketing agency that was real estate based and focused. So we did everything real estate, uh, for mortgage, real estate agents, companies, things like that. And we would do websites and marketing for them and all that kind of stuff. We even had a, a magazine that we distributed 12,000 copies a month and people would, you know, buy advertising in there and we would do articles on you know, different things that were going on with the real estate market at the time. And my partner was from the Philippines. We were both living in California at the time, but he had a connection 
Um, and he said, I said, man, how are we going to do this? This is going to be expensive to hire the production director and the editors and the developers. I'm like, man, we're going to have to invest. And he said, well, we're going to be able to save some money because I'm going to help build a team from the Philippines. And I thought, what? How is that going to work? There's, I mean, I, I don't speak Tagalog. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I'm sure you've no, had some Lubia no. before, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, we got together. We had, uh, I think it was 14 or 15 total on staff. And I think 11 or 12 of them are from the Philippines. Everything from our operations manager to um, admin to developers. And even the layout of the magazine came from the graphic designers in the Philippines. And I had incredible experience with them. Um, and in 2008, the uh, good old housing crisis hit. And we lost all of our clients in the span of about 30, about three months. Wow. And so, you know, we were, we were doing well, we were having fun. I didn't save. I learned a massive lesson. Uh, I had to move back in with my parents. Like, could you imagine? I'm 38 years old living with my parents again. It was terrible. Um, not, I'd love my parents, but <laughs> that's not where I wanted to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so I kind of kept doing that for friends. People were, you know, saying, how did you do that? And I would tell them, so I'd say, call this person and connect with them. And I kind of did that all the way uh, for 10 years or so uh, while I was, you know, doing some different endeavors along the way. And then it was at the urging of my mastermind group that said, hey, you really need to focus on this. This is a, a golden opportunity. And, and uh, so about two years ago, um, I formed, officially formed uh, the company. and. It's just been going fantastic and we've learned so much along the way. And uh, yeah, we've, that's kind of what brought me into doing bottleneck virtual assistance full time. That's awesome. And, and I want to make sure that the palm brokers who are listening know when you talk about virtual assistants, what type of work can a virtual assistant do? Give me like a, just a quick list of the type of work that a business owner would want to take off of their shoulders mm -hmm. and the type of work that you guys take on. So we talked a little bit about some of this. It was like accounting, social media. What else do they do? So this is a really good question, but I also have to preface it, especially in the pawn industry or an industry that may not be used to outsourcing or hiring virtual assistants. And, you know, they need someone to come in. They need to physically see their bookkeeper. They need to do all of this stuff. So I want to kind of preface this before I answer that question. And I will answer, I promise. But there comes a point in time in any business, I don't care what industry you're in, where a certain amount of work comes in and a sense of overwhelm comes, comes tumbling over. And that's because you're trying to do so many different things. And many business leaders, pawn, uh, pawn brokers and people in the pawn industry ex will experience the same thing. It doesn't matter what, what area you're in, but if you don't create a system or a process in which everything that you do in your business um, from the very get-go, it's going to be very hard for you to hire, um, you know, brick and mortar, not only, you know, virtual, but brick and mortar, having somebody actually come in, you've got to have those systems built out. And so a good friend of, I think a, a mutual friend of ours, Scott Beebe says, you always do something as if it's the last time you're going to do it. And what that means is you've got to write everything down. One of the biggest things and one of the biggest challenges I feel for business leaders, um, business owners is delegating uh, because they feel that their expectations won't be met.
What better way to get all of the stuff out of your head than to write it down exactly how you do it as a business owner so that if you do eventually need someone to come in and take over that role, it, they're going to maintain your voice, your tone, the brand integrity with which you want to develop your business and grow your business with. So I think that's a really huge uh, precursor to the different types of roles. Now, the different types of roles can be anything from bookkeeping, as I said, social media, which is, which is huge, um, writing. So people that want to market more of their services um, through SEO is blogging and, and uh, articles, um, going out and, and building relationships online for SEO. If anybody does search engine optimization, I don't know if that's even a thing in the pod, pond industry. But we're I starting. It's, it's getting there, yeah. Getting there. So this is all stuff that people can help you with. And what I really feel, boy, I'm just talking away here. I get so excited when I get asked this question, but... One of, the, one of the biggest things for me is when I start a new venture or, or a new business or something like that, I want to work in it. So many people say, don't work in your business, work on it, da, 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 da. But I think you have to work in it and learn every aspect of that business because this is going to do two, one of two things. It's, it, well, it'll do two things. It's going to show you what you like to do and it's going to show you what you don't like to do. Both of which are key in running a successful business. The, where the mastery comes in is taking all the things that you don't like to do that don't give you energy and delegate that to someone else that it does give energy to. But you have to figure out and go through the processes to find out what you like and what you don't like. And all the busy work, you know, the bookkeeping or the administrative work, the social media, the stuff that you may not like doing, that's easy to delegate, but you've got to create that system. Focus on the things that matter to you, growing the bottom line, you know, networking, getting out there and doing whatever it is that you need to do to focus on the actual business growth and leave the detailed, more specific stuff, the mundane details that you may or may not really like to do to someone else who really thrives on that. Yeah. And I believe like when we talk about the pawn industry, you know, uh, we talk about this in the pawn leaders podcast community on Facebook. And if you're listening to the podcast, please go to the Pawn Leaders Podcast community. It's a great community of, of pawnbrokers just asking questions and trying to improve themselves and their business. That pawn shops used to be where you just open the doors and people would walk in. But these days you need SEO, you need social media management, you need Instagram and Facebook, and you need to work on a great website and a lead magnet and bring people into the shop so then you can blow them away with the service, the price, the loans, all those types of things. So I believe more than ever, and it's why I brought you on, that pawnbrokers need to be at the front of the line and delegate all of that stuff that you just said. Delegate social media, SEO, graphic design, because if not, all that happens, Jamie, and I've, I experienced it being in the stores for 16 years, is that you're, you're on the front of the line, you're writing loans, you're doing business, and you're forgetting to market. You're forgetting to, to blog. You're forgetting to post on Instagram because it's like, man, this is so much I need to do. It's overwhelming. Mm. But hiring somebody to do it keeps you at the forefront and helps you beat the competitor. Mm. Oh, amen. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think one of the biggest challenges is there's, there's probably two things. Number one, people don't know when to hire. But even before that, they don't know what to do. 
about hiring. And sometimes people will hire just to hire somebody because they think, oh, I need help. I'm going to hire this person. And then they're going to come in. Okay, I want you to do this, this, and they're going to go crazy. We like to come in and from the very beginning and really prepare that business owner, that business leader for a specific way to hire somebody. And we do that through what we call a six-step hiring formula. The first thing we do is a delegation roadmap. This thinks again to Scott Beebe. I mean, we go down and we list out all the tasks and I have video instruction and this is free by the way. Um, and this is from years of experience that I've cl collaborated, collected information and I put it all together in the six steps. The first thing is the delegation. You write down every single thing that you do every day. Imagine how many things <laughs> upon broker does every day, the owner. Like it's a million things, write them all down, do it in two sessions, one hour each day, if you can get it done, but then assign a value to those, which give you energy and which give you don't, which don't give you energy. The ones that give you energy do the ones that don't. Now all of a sudden you have a job role for all of those tasks so that when you go to hire somebody, you know exactly what you're hiring for. And more importantly, they know what they're being hired for. They can literally look at it. The third thing is, is when you're going about this to make sure you have a good interview lined up. How do you give a good interview? What do you need to ask? What are the points? Well, you can reference your job role for number one. You have a really good idea of what tasks you want delegated. And then the third thing is because you've written down the processes, okay, this is how I send an email or this is how I want social media done. This is my branding. These are my colors. This is whatever. When someone comes on, you already have all of that laid out. So it's a lot easier for you to get out of what's in your head <laughs> to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fourth thing is to make sure you do a good interview. We have videos on that to help you out and um, make sure you ask the right questions. Um, we even offer a confirmation interview and that's where you actually give somebody a task. We highly recommend that uh, to a new candidate to make sure that they can do what they said they can do. And then you go through the hiring process and then we help you out what does that very first meeting look like between you and your virtual assistant? And we do this all before you've even met the candidates to interview. Awesome. And I think, uh, you know, I know that people are listening and saying, how would I hire somebody who doesn't know the pawn industry? Or how would I hire somebody who's never worked in the industry? But I want to make sure that people understand that a SEO guru, someone who's great at it, they can sell, you know, snail food or pawn shop. You know, a social media marketing genius can sell books or pawn loans. It doesn't matter as long as you can clarify what you want, the type of customer that you want, and they'll build it for you. And so this thought process of I need somebody who's only worked in the pawn industry or who has specific, uh, you know, time in the industry, I think it's a farce. It's, it's not necessary because these virtual assistants have such great backgrounds that they can, you know, do just as good. Well, I, I think you make a really good point. Uh, you know, I think also if you look at it from the point of view, if you bring someone in that has experience in the pawn industry, maybe they have bad habits. Maybe someone else has taught them how to do something that doesn't align with your particular belief systems or the way that you want things operated. Right. Wherein if you bring in someone new, uh, you can show them exactly what you want them to do, detailed down to the very specific <laughs> item, uh, itemized list that you prepare, 
and they won't pick, they won't come in with any bad habits. The other thing you have to look at too is you you nailed the head, nail uh, hit the nail right on the head. Social media is social media. Yeah, there's certain lingo and stuff that needs to happen, but this is why we prepare you in advance for your meetings, your action items. We take care of a lot of this up front so that you know how to best describe what it is that you want done. And the the biggest challenge that that you may find in hiring someone that doesn't know the pond industry is the simple fact that you may have to train them a little bit. But this is where people really drop the ball. So many people need to hire somebody because they're so busy. I need to hire someone because I can't do it all. (laughs) I need a break. I need to take maybe a vacation or I need to focus on this. Um, I need to, you know, whatever it is that you need to be doing. The problem is if you don't take that time up front and train them properly, whether or not the person has experience or not, it's going to end up biting you in the rear. And that's the number one reason why people are either let go or quit is because they, they don't have a set group of expectations and there isn't a clear direction to what they're supposed to be doing. And Jamie, and that, goes for both in-person hires and virtual assistants, I'm guessing. 100%. Right? And you said something great where a lot of people say, you know, I need to, you know, fire these people or they're not doing this right. And what I always ask is, well, how's the training? Have you Mm -hmm. trained them correctly so that, you know, they can do it with their eyes closed or they can do it, you know, without a problem? And I think a lot of times we believe that we're communicating what we want but we don't tend to say everything that we want or the way we communicate it in our heads and what comes out of our mouth is totally different. So I think hiring people for me, why it's so important, especially a virtual assistant, let's say is because I want to be able to spend as much time at home as possible. I want to, you know, I want to be able to beat the competitor. I want to be able to just be up with the times of being on Instagram and Facebook and doing SEO and getting my accounting done correctly. And some of the best palm brokers that I have interviewed on this podcast always say the same. They Mm. say, you want to succeed, hire people who are smarter than you. Mm -hmm. And I believe it doesn't matter where those people are. If they're smarter than you are, they can do the job, pay them their money so you can rest and put your head on the pillow at night and sleep comfortably. I love that. I love it. And I'll tell you right now, I am nowhere near the writer that Karen is. She's our head writer and she nails it. I am, I'm not a coder. I had a web development company for many, many years, still do. I'm not a coder, a programmer. I don't know PHP. I don't know all that stuff, but my developers, I'll put them up against the best in the industry. They're amazing. And every single aspect, they, they kill it. My designers. Oh my gosh. They can design like nobody's business. Me, I have a hard time drawing a stick figure, (laughs) (laughs) right? So what I'm good at or what I enjoy, I should say, is like talking to you. This stuff is fun for me. And this is a good way for me to reach out and build my business. But it's fun and I enjoy this. I thrive on this stuff. So this is what I want to be focused on. Right now, developers are building the websites. They're doing all the stuff behind the scenes that do not give me energy. In my podcast, um, you know, we've been doing it for four years now, uh, 250-some episodes. I love podcasting. I love interviewing. I love doing this. 
I cannot stand the editing. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot stand the marketing. Yeah. I don't like the publishing. I don't like writing the show notes. That just drains the living daylights out of me. So I give it to somebody. My audio engineers, they love it. My writers, they love writing. The, you know, they love publishing it. They, the social media manager, she loves living her life on social media. She yeah. loves it. I don't. <laughs> I love that because I'm the same way. I mean, this podcast, um, I'm going to give up my secret. I record, I send the file, and then my engineer, my writer, you know, he does everything. He yeah. puts it up, puts it on. I, I don't, it's like magic to me, you know? And that's not my forte. So I believe, especially in today's market in the pawn industry, we have to be competitive. We can't be asleep at the wheel when it comes to like marketing, social media, writing blog posts. Uh, having great websites, keeping up with our Google reviews, all those types of things. And if we're consistently pawning, selling and putting out merchandise and dealing with the employees at the store, how can we have the time to do all this stuff? And I think your resource, your resource bottleneck is such a great way to take that off the plate, pay somebody some money. Obviously it's going to be less expensive. I, I remember, so this is funny. Um, so I remember years ago, my brother and I, we kept on thinking about like, okay, we need to have a marketing agency. Like we need to have a marketing agency to do all this marketing. And my sister was in marketing school, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, yeah, we can hire some people. And, and we're like, great. How much is it going to cost? And I was like, man, it was like, you know, 30, $40,000 per kid coming out of school. We're like, there's no way. So we essentially created an agency within house, but we had three or four young kids were working for us. And it was tough. It was tough because it was on staff all the time. We had to pay them their check, you know, bi-weekly. We didn't know what work to give them. And I think having a virtual assistant is just having a conversation like you and I are right now on a video yeah. conference call saying, Hey, let's map out the next three months. This is what I want. Here's some pictures of my stores. Here's a great story. Uh, here's kind of, you know, a video of us. And they'll be able to help you map that out as well. Not just say, I'll post twice or three times a week. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. What's really cool about this is seeing the growth over time that since, because how we've grown and we've, we've created different roles. Um, and it was really neat. For the first writer we hired, it took us six weeks because I really had to walk her through it. And we wrote down, you know, every single step and this is what we want to do. And I had to kind of help her with a little bit of on-page optimization and all this stuff so it could get found in the search engines and stuff like that. Fast forward 18 months, we hired another writer. It took us two days because all the systems were down and we were ready to go. And you say... Bringing on an assistant or whatever it may be to help you out, not only can they do the work as per your direction, but now my VAs, they create job roles for future hires for me, or they revisit the existing workflows or processes that we have and improve upon them. They obviously submit it to me and I'll, I'll go through and, and, and see that it's correct, but that is time-consuming stuff. Um, our marketing campaign that we're coming up with for the fourth quarter, um, it's all being done by the VAs. Yes, I have my input. I meet with them weekly. I meet with the marketing team once a week and I meet with the entire staff once a week. But And we come up with all these cool ideas. 
but they're the ones that really assemble it. They put it together. This is what's going to happen this date. And this is what's going to happen this date. And it's just amazing. So a lot of that, I don't really have to worry about. I'm basically saying, that's a great idea. Or let's probably not do that one yet. Awesome. Love it. So let's, let me ask you two questions. One, let's talk about like a success story. Somebody who came to Bottleneck, hired virtual assistants apart from you, obviously, and was able to, to grow and scale their business. And then after that, let's talk about kind of the, the cost. What does it cost to hire somebody? What does it take? And yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you lead. Okay, perfect. So yeah, this is a great one. There is a, um, out of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, which is about three and a half hours north of us, which I've never met them in person still, um, but they've been with us for about three years, I'd say. Um, they hired, they were looking for a social media manager um, and they found someone that had just recently graduated college locally. Uh, and she wanted, I believe, 48,000 a year. And they contacted me from a referral source and uh, said, hey, you know, we're, we're just kind of getting started in this. It's a new thing. and We don't really have this much money, you know, but we, we really need this role. So I went out and found somebody that not only was a college graduate, but had three years of experience. And we placed them at the time, it's, they've had a couple of raises since then, at the time for $12 an hour. Huge saving. They've yeah. since um, hired three more VAs from us. Um, they're a growing, thriving uh, real estate investment company. And so they're working with four VAs. And it's an incredible success story, in my opinion. And they love it. Um, I ju they just reached out. They want to hire someone again next month. Nice. So it's fantastic to hear the growth. And they've been able to scale because they have all this work at way more cost effective. Um, you know, and they're turning out some great stuff. It's amazing. Awesome. Um, so there's, with regards to cost, um, we do what we call a sourcing fee up front. Uh, you, the process is you contact us, you fill out a questionnaire. We want to make sure that we can give you exactly what you're looking for. So they fill out this, what we call a VA intake form. And then if we feel that we can place them or source them with a really good candidate, um, we'll ask them to pay a sourcing fee. And that sourcing fee is one time $500. The average cost to hire somebody in the United States right now is $4,129. And that's a lot because of all the preparation and everything that you have to go into it. So we do $500 sourcing fee. We'll go out and source, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 different candidates. We'll lower that down to three. And then we invite our prospective client in to interview three candidates back to back for 10 minutes each. And they'll go through a small little interview process, which is moderated by our operations manager, um, Yang. And she'll make sure that they, that the candidates show up and that the 10 minutes is, is, you know, going to be okay. It's 10 minutes so next. <laughs> and then the client will pick or choose the candidate they felt they had the best rapport with that they think they can do the best job with. And we do what we call as a confirmation interview next. Now that is not moderated. That's simply between the client and the virtual assistant. And we, they can do 10 minutes, they can do an hour, whatever they want to make sure they feel comfortable. And we ask them to, you know, assign them a task, you know, nothing big, something, you know, 30 minutes or less, and then put a due date on it. Get this to me by tomorrow at 11 a.m. And this ensures and helps our clients feel that, yes, this virtual assistant can do what they said they can do. And boy, they did it right on time or they were early. Then the client reaches out to us. Uh, we sign agreements. Um, it's a month to month. You can cancel any time. Uh, we ask for a 14 day advance notice. So if they do want to cancel, we can uh, place the uh, assistant somewhere else. But all of our virtual assistants sign an agreement with us, meaning that they cannot take another job. 
And the reason for that is they can take projects, but not another job. So if our client wants to grow and use them for more and more and more stuff, as they get busier and busier, they don't have to hire somebody else and retrain them. They can just work with this person and this person, the VA that's assigned to them can follow along and grow with the company as needed. Awesome, man. And I, I told you before the call that I'm going to have to talk to you after the call to hire myself <laughs> a couple of VAs to work on some things. But uh, I want the pawn brokers and the pawn leaders who are listening to the podcast to know that don't try to do it all yourself. You know, you're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of money trying to learn the stuff. You're not going to be great at it. That's the truth. And if you want to win in this industry, if you want to win in this business today, I always talk about three things. It's leadership, marketing, and strategy. Mm. And when it comes to marketing and strategy, hire out the marketing and build that strategy so that you have some free time to spend with your family, to go you know, hiking, hunting, whatever you like to do, or Jamie who plays hockey, who yeah. is a big hockey fan and, uh, and, and enjoy life. Don't just sit there being a slave to the business, you know? And, um, so Jamie, I, I want to thank you for being on. Uh, thank you so much. You got all that means the world, man. For sure. And how can people find a bottleneck so they can uh, sign up some VAs ASAP? Yeah. Just come on over to bottleneck.online. Uh, you can kind of check out some stuff that we have there. I have a little overview video and um, there's an inquiry form there. So it's just forward slash inquiry, bottleneck.online forward slash inquiry. You fill that out. Uh, we have an automated system that will send you out a link to schedule a free consultation with me. And, and I'm happy to explore um, uh, determining specifically for the pond industry, the best process for the pond industry. I'm happy to do that and build that out for whomever wants me to do it. And, and again, at no cost. Awesome. I love that. Reach out to Jamie. It's like you said, it's a free consultation to see if bottleneck will work for you. And uh, Jamie, love you, brother. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. You got appreciate you. And guys, remember to check out the Pond Leaders podcast community. Uh, we talk about the Pond, you know, the podcast episodes. We talk about Pond life and check out pondleaders.com to jump on a call with me to see how we can improve your business and take it to the next level. Have an incredible day and I'll see you guys in the next episode.